You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, what up, what up? <clears throat> Excuse me. What did you eat yesterday? Uh, what did I eat? Oh, uh, some friends of mine fed me uh, this, like, Bavarian sandwich, something like that. I don't know how to spell Bavarian. Well, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was, like, basically a shawarma on bread. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing ever. It was just, like, unexpected. This was place over nine mile. And uh, it was just, like, a shawarma on bread. I mean, and it, hey, people who paid for food for me yesterday, I appreciate it. <laughs> Did they get pizza? Shots, shots. No, 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 no. They, oh no, they didn't. They should have bought a pizza for me. Cause yo, yeah, I've been seeing them things. Hey like, man, we already discussed Did you this. Say what episode it was going all into the oh, Okay, all right. Uh, wait to the future when we put booze on blast and praise him for his amazing chef skills. Yeah, I'm nobody in the kitchen, man. Hey, I'm nobody compared to. I know a hundred like, people who will cry you a liar. Yeah, yeah, liar. I'm nobody compared to people like Ali, who just prepared the high vibe guys, phenomenal breakfast. Oh my god, that's crazy because she thinks you're great. Oh man, yeah, oh yeah. That's a, crazy. These people, that's wild. People, I just ate all that food and I don't feel sleepy or nothing, bro. That's what I love about it. Yeah. The vibes in there. She keep the the I frequencies and the ingredients at the right minimum. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, was that the cinnamon on the things? Was yeah, flavor? Yeah, bro. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Cinnamon maple boys. It's funny because yeah, uh, I talked to a hunger the other day and she was telling me about how uh, they went to a restaurant. Her friend went to a restaurant and before they left, they got sick. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like before they left the restaurant, like they were, they were like sick. And that's not even the type of person. Like she's so nice that she was like, ah, you know what? Don't worry. I'll just throw up all night. Don't no. worry about it. That's Don't why I sweat. cook. That's why I cook like. 80 to 90 percent of my meals you definitely got to watch who prepare your food man or, or like uh don't go to mcdonald's uh <clears throat> or deep on the east side <laughs> and energy man yeah people's vibes be getting in the food that's a real thing did, did we say episode 21 episode 21 21 21 episodes i'm a savage yeah this 21 the last one was 20 oh yeah yeah we did a solo boy last we ain't do two shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Episode 21 of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy Big Boobs at the end of the table. On my right, you got Asa Bay, the Skylar hat turned to the back of. Oh, man. I knew we were supposed to all wear the same hat, man. Oh, man. Damn. Damn. Hey. Who doesn't have one there? Hey. Make the I'm ready. Great again. I'm wow. Ready. Dave, Dave, you don't got one either, though. So it's all good. <laughs> no, I get I, 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 Man. Well, we're going to get you one. I'm going to order you one today. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, Damn. We, I'm and ready. we got him coming on the show, too. Well, you wear yours every day, so it's different. At least your hat is backwards, yeah, so you can't tell. I'm going to tell him I got a custom one back here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't remember doing the leather strap. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got your boy Asa Bay, the Skylar, wearing the Baby Yoda t-shirt today. Man, wraps and snacks. Yes, That's, sir. Is that a brand? Nah, you, bro. Walmart or whoever be having them thing. You know the little the it's little a, parts out there with all the cool T-shirts. A, I just go and grab like twenty of them things. You don't all even the know cool what ones. your shirt says. It, it says naps and snacks. What like, I say? Wraps and snacks. Oh, naps and snacks. Like, what whatever, bro. I love naps and snacks too. Yeah, coming back uh, October thirtieth. I think they announced yesterday. Yeah, the Mandalorian season two. Oh shit! I still ain't seen season one. I Is that know. on Netflix? Disney. Ah, uh, okay. I need to download that. And then uh, last and least, last and nah, last but definitely not least. You got the um, 
I said this last time. I'm going to say it one more so time. Disrespectful. The Mr. T of the holistic world. <laughs> Facts. Pity and the negative energy. <laughs> I pity the fool on the low vibration. Pity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it does. Big bro, Akil Tally. What it does. Right. Up in the building. Drinking this awesome black water right here. Hey, man, man, this morning started off lit. Yes, sir. A surprise breakfast. You looking for your black water? Yeah. It's right behind you. Right behind you. <laughs> that surprise food breakfast got you stuck. from uh. the all-time great Mad Created at Alley. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that Instagram Mad Created it on Instagram. M A G C R E A T E D. The concentration came <laughs> in place. The amount of focus at one point. <laughs> Your eyes are I got it though. It was like a yeah. uh, uh, a high level spelling bee <laughs> moment. R. <laughs> Could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> Can you define it for me? Oh. <laughs> Um, Rose session. Was, was, that, was that also uh, alkaline or was it just vegan? Alkaline. It's alkaline and yeah, vegan. her ingredients is fire, bro. So explain. She, um, oh, my bad. Well, explain okay. alkaline for people. So alkalinity is like a name that people toss out, you know, real heavy nowadays. But most people don't understand. That's a portion of the pH scale. pH standing for potential hydration or percentage of hydrogen. But the scale ranges from zero to fourteen. Zero to seven. Is consider anything below seven, I should say, is considered acidic because seven will be considered a neutral point. Anything above that, up to 14, will be considered alkaline. Bong, bong. The body, people say the body is naturally alkaline, but at the end of the day, the body is naturally balanced because we also have DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, right? And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have no. How the hell can you say that word? And can't spell Mac creates without, without <laughs> You are the most ass back. But it's like in a great way. This man, this, I can say it one more time. The boy is science. DNA. Deoxyribonucleic acid. Oh my God. M A G C R E A T. And you come back to prove a point. <laughs> that boy hey, is a scientist, man. You, you are. You are a scientist. Anyways, anywho. So because um the, the, Acid is a blue. All this, man, it's going back to these books when we get into these top five. I'm going to try to go through this as fast as possible so you can get to the fun part, listeners. But the word acid has its origin all the way back in the day in one of the ancient deities that we call Aset, the divine feminine principle. But it's also called the throne. So the, the acidity is the throne and then the alkalinity sits on top of the throne. So that's why we need to be balanced. All that electrical energy, that's cool, but you need that magnetic acidity holding the body together for a Uh. blueprint or a basement. Does that make sense? Uh. And then since we've been eating all this acidic food all these years, you know, Mm -hmm. post-slavery, McDonald's, sad diet, Mm -hmm. standard American for anybody who um, needs that standard American diet. But um, all that stuff is like predominantly acidic. So when Dr. Sebi came, he was saying alkaline diet to balance us out. Because mm. if people was doing, you know, if they was super alkaline on that side, you know, then he would have came through with the acidic diet probably mm. to bring about balance. Because you don't want to be on too far on one side. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's some stuff? Ammonia is alkaline. Mm-hmm. 
or some bleaches and oh, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? saying? So that's yeah. not necessarily you can get, a good you, you thing. You go too far either way. Exactly. Yeah. Good, bad, like balance. Mm. Poise. You don't want to, like, I was taught when it comes to, like, spiritual things, you want to stay at that zero. You want, you could go to negative five plus five, but you want to stay balanced. Because if you go too far one way, you get too happy. The universe is about to balance you out real quick mm. with some quiet music or something, you know. But anyways, back to the alkalinity. Um we need to consume more alkaline things nowadays in order to balance this out. You can eat what you want to, but if you really want some balance, you're going to have in your body, health-wise, you're going to need to consume some more alkaline or electrical-type foods. Electrical but, um, such, such as? Uh, fruits and herbs and vegetables predominantly, but you do have different grains and different um, things, oils, different natural fats or whatever that don't. Um, disturb the body as much as other things like too much you need some unsaturated things some things you know you might the, like cholesterol you need some good cholesterol it's all about balance because the sun when you step outside is beaming today you go outside you baking in the sun for like an hour the sun is going to take that cholesterol and transform it into vitamin d you know what i'm saying every it's no real it's no good or bad it's only perception and people being out of balance. But anyways, <coughs> she makes she uses alkaline ingredients to keep the body balanced, you know, since we've been hit upside the head with all this other type of food. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't have an itis afterwards. Because when the body breaks it down, it's breaking it down into electrons and oxygen and hydrogen. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that's not necessarily detrimental. And, and like, man, when people put that much energy and love, we were just talking about this before we aired, like people put that much energy and love into food, man, like, you also get that energy inside of yourself too, man. And that's just like, that's everything from the process of choosing the products that she put inside the food to actually the creation of it itself. Like from beginning to end, it's a lot of positive energy put into that food. And it definitely uh, is an offshoot or representative of uh, the high vibe guys and everything I think we stand for. So Ali, um, Matt created it. It's definitely going to be somebody who we speak to frequently on this show um, because we believe that she be- she deserves the praise and recognition for um, the product that she's putting inside of our community, man. Uh, Detroit man. needs more chefs of this mentality who really care about the community um, and are willing to put their self into their food, man. So thank you, Matt Creative. Facts. Your question, my bad. I didn't skip. You said what's the difference between alkaline and vegan? Vegan just mean no meat, no dairy, no X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean it's healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, so I, I, many, definitely, I definitely yeah. know that much at this point. Yeah. Yeah, vegan just means that it doesn't have animal product in it, which doesn't mean it's healthy at all. Exactly. Um, But, uh, man, damn, that's uh first 15 minutes of the show got diverted by uh, Mad Creator's Beautiful Breakfast. <laughs> and I didn't say breakfast because I can't say K's. Or, or, or I, say, <laughs> I said B-R-E-F, breath. breakfast. 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 I have, a friend who, I have a friend who can't do T's in the middle of a word. Like, she can't say button. <laughs> button. Uh, it comes button. out button. 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 Uh, Man, is she from the South? Uh, I mean, South Lion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Man. South, and I blame everything I can't say, pronounce it, or read correctly on me being born and raised in the South. Uh, it's hey. like 10% truthful. <laughs> it's disrespectful, kind of, too. But uh, definitely, uh, I use that to my, my advantage. <clears throat> Oops, my bad. Uh, so... The show topic. We show gonna, time? It's rare we go into a show topic like this. It was like the show topic today. Um, but but the topic today, man, is something that I think uh, for us and the kill definitely is something cool. And uh, we did like it's kind of like the balance. This is a, this is our way of balancing our show from last time. We talked about TV the whole time, man. But it was still, <laughs> hey, it was still cool though. It was cool. But now we're gonna go the other way. Kill, get off your goddamn phone, man. 
trying to find this list, man. Look at oh, uh, well, <laughs> this dude. Luckily, I did mine last minute, so I was right there. <laughs> but we're gonna go through some of our favorite books. Not saying that these are our absolute favorites. This might be their absolute favorite books, but. Being I threw my list together last minute, I don't want to say these are my absolute favorites and somebody go like, yo, but what about this? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I got to backtrack. Give us some breathing room real quick. Um, and, as, you know, to, like like you just said, to balance the last show, all TV talk. Now let's talk about a couple of the good books. Um, we're going to go through five of our favorites each. Um, Akil probably won't because he doesn't know where <laughs> his list is. <laughs> Way to go, guy. Wow, look at mine right there. Boom. Took four seconds. And you know what I'm going to do to not lose it? Screenshot it. Boom. <laughs> Intelligence. Make technology serve you. Yeah, man. Serve the technology. The screen Get off my back. The screenshot got to be one of the best god dang on things about a phone that you could possibly have, man. Right. The future's so lit right now, bro, because people waking up. The invention game about to go crazy. Mm. Wait till these children start tapping in, man. You about to have new everything new probably in 50 to 100 years. Shit. Or less. I, I can't remember. Dave, do you know that, like... Uh, Is that your stupid phone going off like that? No. Dave, <laughs> Whose phone is that? What I don't know, vibrate. It was my phone. Player. Yeah, hey, shut, shut your damn phone up. <laughs> King. Well, it shows them popping down the streets, bro. Hey. <laughs> All right. How was you sending the message to yourself? That was, my, oh, that was, that was my mom probably hitting me up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of these ribs? Uh, <laughs> Dave, do you know, like, uh, they say that... This feels like a Dave question. Um, like computers are supposed to become evolve every so fast, every so many years. Moore's law. Moore's law. Uh, Moore's law says that every uh, eighteen months, uh, you can buy the uh, twice the technology for half the price. Yeah, and like that means like exponential growth at some point right well well and it also means that there's a plateau at some point too um like we are reaching the kind of boundaries of what the architecture uh and the and the chipsets that we have right now can do Mm. um and so it's really coming down to all right what's the next gen stuff Mm. you know and so it's can you say architecture get too too signed i can say that one just, wow. It's a C H, not a K. I guarantee you, wow. within this show, there are going to be eleven words. As a matter of fact, to the person who listens to the show and catches the three words that I mispronunciate or butcher, I will give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting shit from me <laughs> for making me look like shit on the show. Um, did you find we your getting, books, man? Yeah, we get into the science fiction part of the conversation, bro. We always get to the science fiction. I think we're science fiction guys in this room, man. I think we headed to. Oh, you're talking about it's life as uh, far as life goes. Yeah, what Dave was kind of touching on. I think we headed towards like some, oh, yeah, that some means heavy AI type. Yeah, I was going to say, you're looking at, I mean, that's that's the next level is, you know, you've got neural networks, you've got artificial intelligence, and, and God, I, I love, it's still one of my favorite stories. We talked about it, I think it was two years ago now, um, Google created three different AIs, mm-hmm. um, and two of them decided that they didn't like the third one. And so developed their own encrypted language and basically <laughs> locked the third one out. And they've gone – I mean, and this was two years ago. Even, they had gone so far the developers couldn't even figure out what the AIs <laughs> were doing anymore. I'm like, are we just – like, we're not going to be happy until we activate Skynet. We're not as a species. Damn. But they're going to keep – they're going to keep pushing. They're like, no, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. You're going to keep pushing until, like Dave just said, we're going to implement just some shit where, like, 
robots or Oops. artificial intelligence is like, you know what the problem is on this earth? You. you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. figured it so out. That, that, that was the to... biggest uh, the biggest message from the Matrix yeah. uh, was, you know, Agent Smith when he's like, you know, there's only one thing that replicates to the destruction of its environment, and that's a virus. And that's humanity. Humanity is a virus. Let me brother. tell you something. When that happens, man, I'm Team Skynet. When, when I'm walking around looking like Cyborg, <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. I, yeah. <laughs> Fools, when did you even get uh, jetpacks and uh, a laser beam? Dude, I, did, did you see that story out of L.A. yesterday? No. Uh, some guy built a jetpack um, and basically buzzed a plane 3,000 feet up in the air. Uh, to the point where, like, the plane was radi- radioing the tower at LAX and was like, uh, there's a dude in a jetpack kind of <laughs> hovering next to us, like, WTF? And so now, like, the FBI is involved in figuring out, you know, trying to track this guy down and find oh, out what the hell he was doing. But yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Autonomy, bro. Man, the mind is powerful. Mind is a vital force. The mind is powerful. So, What's crazy is I heard that the first time from most deaf and not a book. What? Did you put that under your tongue? Did you eat that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, that's what's wrong with therapy. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I should have. I, <laughs> I thought you saw me. <laughs> Glad you caught me before I did it. Oh. <laughs> it's cool. It's all natural. It's cool. But I uh, thought you were going to put it in my mask, bro. Oh. Uh, some fresh air. Uh, Cleaning up the. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, booze. <laughs> it didn't taste that bad, to be honest. <laughs> it was yeah. just being straight up. It's called I Breathe Again. I was like, this shit is <laughs> different. It's got a little garlicky flavor in there. <laughs> shit is different. Asa. Yo. You might want to warn people before you just pass out droplets. Bro, I did. Like, I thought he saw me do it. And it say breathe again on the bottle. Uh, I just went with the flow of things, man. Yo, if you listen and reading is fundamental. I swear. Well, let's get into the book list. This is a great, great segue. Let's go. I'm going to go in between you guys because my list is going to be the shittiest. Pause. But it's my list. <clears throat> and Pause. so, therefore, I will explain why I like my books. All right. Pause. Pause but again, these three. are just five of my favorites. I'm gonna give you my yeah, history. These ain't my ultimate favorites. Okay, so just we, five books that probably impacted me really. That's and that's what my books are, man. That's uh, how y'all trying to play it right now. Y'all going? Okay. Well, I mean, you have read four thousand and seventy-two uh, books. You said so how top you chose five favorites, bro? How you chose five books out of that fucking library you live in? Y'all the ones that came up with the top five favorites. I think there's I think, no way you. Figured out your five favorite books. Out okay, of. but I did. But, but it's, I what, did, it's what I compared to. Them. I did get patient and meditated and try to. You know, probably did shift them. I bet from from music like us, I bet we can pick out our five favorite albums. Oh, easy. You know what I mean? Because but I think that's how books are to him though. You know what I mean? Like, easy. And I shit, I got everything. Somebody was in my crib. They was looking at Stilly Dan. Sorry, Matt created this food. <laughs> got me. Tell me, <laughs> but I think that's what I think. Like you've read enough to be like, all right, I really know my, what I like in a book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I read like casually. You know, I'm a lot of audio books now. And if I read a book, it's because some pulled my black ass in, so I'm gonna have to read that boy. Yeah, it ain't nothing like a, a good old fashioned book though, because it exercises the mind. Yeah, books kill audio books for me. Yeah, the physical copy. But anyways. Can you, you start learn? You oh, learn you want me to? I'm asking. I'm, right. I'm asking. I got it. I got it. No problem, bro. I and we'll it. land on Asa because he's going to be like, boom. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Why can't we just say we're going from tallest to shortest? Asa's books are personally written for him. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> no one is going to have these books. You know what? What the hell did I just ingest? <laughs> you might want to divine amazing oils. Read up on that before you pass out. Coconut. Oil. Anyways, good reason not to go to work today. Yeah. My five favorite books are books that uh, influence me. See? It's beneficial. But uh, the books that I got listed, um, number one, probably the most influential one for me because I got it when I was like 17 and it changed how I thought. Can I guess? Uh, Yeah, of course. Is it? Message to the black man? No. Damn. No. It took me a minute to read that. Okay. Uh, I had to keep going back. Let me guess. Is it the biography of Sherman Williams? I don't even know who that is. Is I, that? That's, is that? The, that's George, George Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get uh, to it, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where, where his name came from. <laughs> Sherman Williams, why are you on my mind right now? R.I.P., bro. I thought it was Sherman Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley. Yeah. You think about that paint company. Sherwin Williams. Williams. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. are such a moron. Maybe I'm going to come up with a Sherman Helmsley colored paint. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's taupe. Uh, from niggas to gods. From mm. niggas to gods. Got Didn't they have like the KKK head, like print on the front? Yeah, yeah. Clan, that man? was the second one that came. Okay, out. okay. Yeah, niggas to gods part two. No, the second edition of the oh, first one, okay, first one okay. was like just y'all see the way Dave did out on this episode. He's like, this is gonna see. be a black black episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Niggity> black. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I got that book from my bro Cliff on my uh. Journey Can he to, come on the show? Cause his yeah, man, he's supposed he, to. He be putting niggas on. He's he, he here next yeah. week or the yeah. week after then. Okay, yeah, can you work it out? Of course. Of course, he's been trying to get on here. But, uh, yeah, that book right there opened my eyes to a whole different ideology. Being told, you know, repeatedly that God is within you and you had a power to manifest your reality and all this different thing. That was like powerful at 17. Mm-hmm. Changed my whole, my whole, uh, my whole vibe. Um, Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. Mm. Good Lord. He drops. I mean, a it's it's a it's a thick book, thick thick thicky, four five six hundred page type book. But this is from the viewpoint, like from niggas to guys, from the viewpoint of a guy that like grew up like me, grew up same environment, going through the same type of stuff. This book was from a gentleman in a different generation, an older white gentleman who was a naval officer, and he just wrote about all the different crooked stuff that he saw while being a naval officer. And then afterwards, how he did all this different research and was coming across just all these crazy, what people would call conspiracy theories, but he was given like documents like, yo, I worked for the Navy. I saw this come across from this general to this general. And I just so happened to print the shit out and keep it. You know what I'm saying? So, that book right there was so crazy influential to me because he was giving like just straight up facts. Like, okay, you want to dispute like an actual fact from the U.S. government with all the different tags and the general's names and all that stuff. But Speaking anyway. of what type of topics? Um, 
plant like a uh, false flag um, attacks. Nine mm, eleven. He didn't. I'm saying like, not, that like kind of pre, type of that yeah, type pre of nine eleven. It came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was tons in the past <laughs> that we didn't know about. Uh, a submarine, I think it was called the Lufthansa, was like we sunk our own submarine. Is that is that and a World War II? I'm not sure. It's around the time that we uh, invaded Cuba, so I don't know if that lines with it. But I know that was the reason why we decided as the American government to sink our own submarine to start some shit to start some shit with Cuba because it was. Position off the coast. That's of the Cuba. dumbest thing I've ever had in my life. But I mean, that's I mean, problem, I'm, I'm, reaction, solution, type shit. That, that, yeah, they they yeah. they evil. Going into that, uh, Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center disaster. Mm-hmm. Now that by David Ike. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! If you read that book and you come out, if you went into it with the, there were like Muslim dudes that attacked us and this was like some some radical 19 Muslim dudes that just hijacked some planes and flew them into if you read this book and you come out afterwards with that same mindset like you didn't you just like alright I'm gonna ignore all of the overwhelming facts mm-hmm. all of the overwhelming facts or you can't read or you can't read and it's got nice pictures, so you just <laughs> it actually has really nice pictures in there. But he went all the way in, and towards the end, he went actually into like the Princess Diana uh death mm-hmm. and how that was like a ritualistic death. And he just he went in. He went all the way in. Dirty die. Oh my god. Isis Papers. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite book of all time. And that's just for me, that's just too much to encapsulate in one i'd be here like give a summary if if uh you can break it down somewhat it's dr francis chris wilson yeah and she's just giving the breakdown of why black folks are just so defined man it's she just breaks down on um all the way down to like a molecular level why like melanin reacts the way it reacts in the sun and why we being the most melanated people on the planet have different it's it's kind of rough to say because it you know we in like a PC type culture, but she was basically saying like how melanin is like a superpower. Mm-hmm. If I'm just gonna be like you know what I'm saying just plain and to the point, and not try to sugarcoat shit. So I don't think I don't think that's like dissing somebody. That's like a, if you're tall. You got an advantage in like basketball. It's like you can't help the the advantages that you might be born with. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but you know, she went in on like how it how it plays a role in systematic racism <clears throat> and like yes. gave people like the understanding, mm-hmm. like a why they act the way they do because mm-hmm. they you know they mm-hmm. they're fearful of genetic annihilation, mm-hmm. basically. You know, and my last book, my little bro gave me probably like a month and a half, maybe two months ago. And I hadn't got to it. He gave me four books at the same time. And I hadn't got to this one. And this happened to be my favorite of all of them because I like to play around in terms of food with the alchemy side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Put put little spins into the food to have healing properties too. Like how Mad created, made our meal just straight alkaline. And we and this boy just, I don't feel like I just ate on everything. 
and I smashed that meal. Yeah, she's trying. To, I feel like that's a uh, that's a spell crazy to me, bro. Where she's like, you gonna be going back to get more, <laughs> bro? That's <laughs> right crazy it. to me, bro. It's not that I'm hungry, but typically if you just ate like some waffles. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You would kind of be like, now that I think about it, she does pull out a wine at the end and like spin it three times I'm and zap the food. I'm that might be what that is. Like damn, and the sparkles come out and everything. Yep. I just ate sparkles, but the last one is chakra tonics. Mm. Yeah, buddy. Good lord. Now this book is uh, giving you kind of like different ways to improve your health through different. Um, recipes for drinks for the most part that you know what i'm saying coincide with all the different chakras mm. frequency drinks so yeah they're, they're like and uh, the author i forget her name i'm, Ditto. I'm so super irrelevant myself yeah but <laughs> she's she not does, she does a really good job of breaking down why certain herbs Mm. that you can add to like a simple smoothie will boost that smoothie and why mm. or Different properties that add uh, just different ingredients mixed together will bring out in you to it'll it'll like for instance your root chakra is a chakra that governs like your security like you know what I'm saying your your feeling of yourself like and that's orange that's red. Or it could be. Remember orange, the color yeah. spectrum, bro. I thought you said it was reversed. No, no, but no, no, it could, no. It could. I, I'll be. say that. You, I'll get into that after he finishes. Yeah, that's that's a deeper conversation. But for I was but close. necessary for, for sure. Yes, but I was listening to what I was trying to put. All right, I see you. Hundred percent was on top of that because we talked about that the other day. You retained that, but uh, for the what it represents for the Western society and for people that are just like you know aware of chakras is the color red. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. in the the book, she was given like just different little drinks you can whip together with all natural ingredients that will aid in that frequency level, that chakra opening up and operating properly. The chakra is akin to a pinwheel, mm. so when it's spinning clockwise, that means. You know what I'm saying? That you're in alignment with that one chakra. That one chakra is in tune. You you know what I'm saying? So each chakra spins? Chakra actually can be translated like back into like the word will, will. or to spin. Yep. Yeah. In different languages, depending on, on you know their vocabulary. But yeah. I can't wait till we have a show around this shit. Yeah. Bro, let's do it. We can do it after the cliff. Yep. I'm t- oh, bro. yeah. I guess maybe that's so next week. You already got the shows for next Come week. On, bro. Yeah. But you want me to insert that right now or wait to the end? That's on you, baby. So for the chakras, for the listeners, when you go on the internet, when you go to most books, you see red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. You see how fast I went through that? Without the, like the yellow, M-A-G-C-R-E-A-T-E. I know, but this, okay. this has something to do with science and it's not an important person in your life, uh, I-Z page. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> so most people, when we say the root chakra in red, most people, because of the alignment and the order of the colors... They just off the top of the head or a lot of the different, you know, doctors and authors do the same thing back in the day because they didn't have an understanding of biology and anatomy. But they would associate the root chakra with the genitals and then they would associate the sacral uh, chakra or the plexus with the uh, adrenal glands. 
Right. But the the fact of the matter is the adrenal glands are actually what correspond with that fight or flight root chakra energy. Mm -hmm. So when you I'm bringing these, the I'll bring the inversion part up because if you want to like line it up, you're dealing with the way a system functions mm -hmm. in order to correspond it to what that particular chakra does. Mm -hmm. So look at it like a hook, like to really like imagine like, you know, putting your hand under some type of thing and like gripping so you can hold yourself on mm -hmm. same thing at the top you know with the uh crown mm -hmm. but um anyways the adrenal glands give us that fight or flight you know safety you know turn up real take your attention yo if uh, uh a bomb is coming out the sky your body not about to be thinking about meditating and stuff it's about to give all this attention on survival right there mm -hmm. you know so kickstarting all that energy or, or shooting that rush of life force energy through the body is going to take place at the adrenal glands. Mm. And then the genitals or the sexual functions and reproduction and all of that will correspond with the sacral plexus. Because mm -hmm. the sacral deals with sexual energy, creative mm. energy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So not to knock like the charts that you see, but just to give a more biological understanding. Like if you want to be in meditation and to focus on a certain area so you could really be in alignment, you want to just swap them two out. You can still do the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and the go violet. How do you meditate and focus on a different chakra? So the first thing I would recommend is breathe like when into you that chakra. breathe into it, but breath is key for starting off the whole thing. Like when you close your eyes, you want to get your mind accustomed to dismissing the external world. Because mm. at the end of the day, we could bring this up at another show. It's holographic anyway. It's mm. an illusion anyway. And we just believe in it like we believe in Jesus or Santa Claus or whatever people believe in. But... The we definitely gonna have to do a show on the holographic universe. Come bro. on, bro. Whew. Let's get it. That's gonna blow some people's minds to know that like what you mm. what you feeling is just it's just a dream. Your blood run faster than the speed of light, bro. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. It's that's a whole <laughs> different story. You got electricity you? blowing through your body, bro. That you produce. Yep. Your body runs on light, period. Mm -hmm. As an you would say, grand opening, grand closing. But um, how do you get your attention on there? First, you know, block off the external world. What I do personally, I take my mind after that part of my body. Then I put it on my energy. Then I put it on my mentality. And then, you know, kind of like phase out the denser parts of life until you could get back to more like a blank canvas, if you will, mentally. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, you direct your attention to whatever part of the body. And the same way you could, most people don't know this. This is a key right here. Most people don't know that just like you could tap somebody on the shoulder and make them turn around, you could put your attention or tap a part of the body and get those particular atoms or cells attention mm -hmm. and instruct them, command them. Shoulder, I need you to feel better right now. You know what I'm saying? Until I could go to a, get a massage or some oils, I need you to act right real quick. Mm. And depending on your level of uh, your mental capacity or your level of control over self, they're going to listen or not. <laughs> you know, if somebody's mind is weak or if they don't really believe that could happen. It's like uh, me and my damn dog. That nigga don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Clark. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. So what's, uh, what's your what's your list looking like? Oh no, uh, booze! You say you want to go in between. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going not after coming this. after Oscar. No, Oscar's yeah. gonna give a dissertation. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't got a good fucking joke line for that shit. Actually, <laughs> no, I actually met uh, George Washington Carey. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> he wrote this book specifically for me. All right, nah. so I'm gonna start off with a classic, man. This is Uncle Tom's Cabin um, by Harriet Beecher. Mm. Why am I choosing this? You're asking. Um, man, there's so many points of our life that it's relevant to. Um, the impact of religion inside of our community, um, the divide in the community. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys saw Harriet Tubman at all. 
the movie. Excellent. I seen snips, but I need to see the whole thing. Excellent that. film, bro. Yeah. All them animes we be watching, you need to watch that. Have you heard of Harriet Tubman the Demon Slayer? Um, it's a cartoon. No. Bro, they they turn her into a superhero, and then she getting it in, like, you know. Rightfully so, ex- though. Bro, yeah. And um, I brought up Harriet Tubman because it, the, the preacher plays a big part in that in that particular film where he's a part of uh, masking the, the slaves and being deceptive to um, the masters. And and um and first off, this was the f- I, I, first this was the first book I read all the way through in high school. Remember it clearly. Mm-hmm. Outside of Goosebumps or some shit like that, <laughs> like I remember I was because uh, I was one of them like students that, like I was forced into AP courses, advanced placement. And this was you my, were so intelligent and brilliant. Because yeah, because yeah, I didn't I I wasn't fitting in praise, with the rest. Take thank the you, praise. thank take you. I wasn't praise. fitting in with everybody else. So um, this first book I ever read through, and then. I so I read through it, and then years later, I'm now like all the things that come from behind it and what it means, um, as far as the diversity in the community, the impact over religion, um, how it creates this divide, um, the, the the praise and worship of white people, like this book spoke to a lot of things that at the time weren't even really relevant and and kind of um, I was conscious of, and then you become an adult. And you see, you kind of learn, and some of the layers that the book has are peeled back. And um, for me, I think that it's like one of those books that will stand the test of time in this country, at least because it speaks to um, a lot of who we are and what we are. So that was my first book, man. Um, my second book I chose was I'm going to my list. Uh, what's my second book going to be? My second book. I'm going to keep it in the same vein, and it's not like my favorite book. It's another awakening moment for me. Um, is is Bill Cosby right or has a black middle class gone crazy, right? <laughs> right? So this came out in like 2005 or six, and um, it's a couple things for me. One, it like speaks to like what Bill is now as far as um, we see Bill in a different light. And at the time, Bill Cosby was dissing black people. He was like, you wearing baggy jeans, you naming your daughter Jaquana, you this, that, and the third. He was shitting on the black community, right? And that's kind of what the book was speaking to was like, is the divide, is is what the the black middle class speaking to as far as what a lot of us in the like the hood, um, how we operate, is it is it like incorrect or is it wrong? And um for me, man, like again, it's one of those books where it's like different things came to light for me. One of the first things was his language, linguistics. And uh, Michael Eric Dyson's linguistics inside this book are fucking amazing. If you ever read a Dyson book, his linguistics are amazing. And I think it's one of those things, like, I got matriculate from it. It's a couple of words that I know off the top of my head that I got from this book that, in, that inspired me to look up words to add them to my vocabulary. Because I do think that, like, um, in some ways, Dyson defends the hood, but then also challenges the hood in, in how he writes and what he writes about. And for me, that was one of the big things about this book. And then other two was like, <clears throat> I would say this was my first book in college that I picked up by myself that I wasn't asked to pick up. Probably one of the first books that I wasn't asked to pick up, pick up that I read all the way through. Mm. And um, I think everybody needs that book that for them is not a trend. It's not something that's popping. It's not something that's like a, a it's not something that's a gimmick. It's a actual, like a, right now everybody's big on, a, what's that cleaning lady, um, Kondo, Marie Kondo. Right. Everybody's big on Marie Kondo and cleaning out shit. You know what I mean? 
um, or they like uh, Oprah's book club, you know, whatever Oprah book club. I think this book for me was the one that was like, yo, this is the book that I'm into that I feel is, uh, I'm in tune with. And it brought me a lot of, um, it brought me a lot of information that I wasn't looking for that I felt was right. Um, thirdly, thirdly, I'm gonna go with, man. Well, so I'm gonna do, so I'm gonna go with make the, uh, make the hood great by Raphael Wright. Right. Mm-hmm. Solution oriented book. Um, so I'm going with that because we're going to have Rafa on next and we're going to ask Rafa about his book too. Mm-hmm. So I let Rafa break down his own book. Number four, I'm going to go with the cooking gene by Michael Twitty. Um, if you know me, you know, I'm a foodie, you know, I'm in the culinary, I'm in the history. This is my shit. Um, one my, of the best chefs to do it. <laughs> thank you, Facts. sir. Thank you, sir. I'm in the history. And Michael Twitty is a, is a character within himself. Um, he's a black gay Jewish claim guy. You know what I mean? And, I'm not like that because he defined who he is. You know what I mean? He's self-defining and he definitely is um, a unique character. But what I like about this book is uh, it goes through the history and the the origins of food in America as far as black culinary goes. But what he does is he also combines it with the um, genealogy that goes behind it. So, as he's researching parts of food in different areas, so he basically goes through his family's lineage, and he go he breaks down where his family's from. He goes to those areas. He breaks down the food in those areas, the history of it, the origins back to the country where they came from, and then follows that genealogy back to its origins and follows that food. But what it shows is how blended we are as a community, as a country, right, and as a people, right, and how, it, for me, I got a homegirl named Jasmine, and we say that there's different types of black, right? In the sense that, like, you can be from the suburbs, you can be from the hood, you can be from the middle class, but that don't make that make you you're still black though. Like, you can't you can't walk away from that. And it was a reminder to me when I was reading that book to accept the fact that it's different types of blacks because we all gonna have different things inside of us and different things. What, what you just say? I said accept the fact that I'm black. <laughs> and uh. But it was so on multiple levels, man. This is a dope, dope read and listen. If you're interested in the history, if you're interested in how things evolved through culinary, through the, the influence of slavery inside the food, the the the, the origins of the food you're eating, all of all, where it comes from, why why they chose it, even why they would choose in certain African groups to come to the continent to 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 be farmers. Deep, deep, deep shit when you really start looking at why they were choosing these different groups to come because these were the farmers who were growing rice because this particular land in this area of America was similar to this continent or this part of the continent. And they were bringing these Africans over because they knew they could cultivate and develop that land. And it wasn't just like we we think like it. slavery is such a complex thing and it's so overly simplified, even though for me at times. And this book is one of those things that reminds me to stop oversimplifying things, to really look into it if I want to be able to respond one thing I think we talked about on the show is that, you know, people argue from a perspective that people, I, I think it was Dave who said it one day, he's like, people argue the most about shit they don't know. And he had some type of weird, fancy phrase for it. Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger effect, right? <laughs> the less you know about something, the more you think you know about it. Right. Yeah. And see, that's how my mind works. I remember bits and pieces of shit. But the Dunning-Kruger effect was like, um, when people talk about slavery or a lot of things as far as race goes and all this other shit, they have no idea as to what the fuck they're talking about and don't understand the the the, the breakdown of shit. And all I to say that this book goes through so much of that bullshit that is like just amazing. And to break it down through culinary is even more amazing. Um, my last book I'm going to choose. Um, 
probably, and these are all books that inspired me at some point. They came before Columbus by Ivan Van Sertima. Um, mm. I love this book. This is uh, Dr. Melvin Peters over at Eastern Michigan University. Um, you ain't listening, but. My parents went to Eastern. Their parents went to Eastern. Shout out to Eastern. Shout out to EMU, yeah. if you were Eagle. Um, and this book was uh, one of the ones that kind of explores uh, the, the, the civilizations and cultures that came to America post, I mean, pre um, Christopher Columbus. And um, as I said, uh, at the top of the show, we're talking about big Olmec heads. Um, you have <laughs> <laughs> lots of different cultures that came to America. And I think this was uh, dope for many reasons for me. Like, one, it opened up that, that, that ideology, the concept that America might have been cultivated by different groups. But I think also once you start really getting into this book and these cultures, once you start looking into them different cultures, you realize it's one of them doorways to what how advanced these civilizations were prior to what we've considered to be an advanced civilization. You know what I mean? Like you start looking at ancient Egypt and uh, ancient Egypt being They were so primitive. Oh my god. You know, they all they could do was write on the walls. You know what I mean? Uh, we can't replicate anything they do, but all they did was write on walls and well, call I mean, things. We're we're basically only communicating via emoji now, anyway, which is basically <laughs> right. modern day. Glyphs. We've come full we've come full circle. And, but, but even then, I, an emoji won't be here in ten thousand years. None of none of the, look at Detroit. Part, Detroit is being reclaimed every day by nature. Right? Would it be here in five hundred years? Let alone five thousand years. And then we look at these cultures and call them. Uh, 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 what's the word I was looking for? Primitive. Primitive. And it's like, y'all motherfuckers you gotta be crazy. Feel so much better after you tried to bake me earlier. I didn't try. <laughs> I appreciate you. My bake session went well. <laughs> came out two shades darker. Yeah, no, that's that's always been one of those ones that fascinate me where the Great Pyramids are still, after all this time, within less than one degree variance of the four ordinal points of the compass um, and the whole Great Pyramid of Cheops where the sun rises on a different step Every day, mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you how to do that, Matt. You you, you know how to do that? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was look. I was watching, uh, listening to Joe Rogan one day, and then um, he was. Uh, we got to get him on the show. We, Joe Rogan, we gonna get you on the show very yeah, soon, Yeah, buddy. Um, but he was talking about uh, how they realized in ancient um, South America reflecting pools. They thought they were like it was like a reflection of your mind, like like they they kind of thought they were interpreting it as that. And they realized reflecting pool was reflecting the sky, and they were using it as a way to map the sky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the understanding. We're, we're primitive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, 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 but all I wanted to say, that's why I love this book, because it was one of them gateways to all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you learn about civilizations coming to America, but then you learn about the civilizations, and you really, like, reflect on. So that was, those are my five favorite books. You know, I know that was a, a, a spiel, a tangent, but I that's, think. That, that was fire. Thank you, sir. Michael Eric Dyson, I'm glad you brought him up, too, for sure. He's, he he's his his literature game is like stupid crazy. Penmanship is is top probably top ten as far as his like linguistics goes. You know what I mean? Didn't he do a book for Jay Z and Tupac? Jay Z's book I I've actually I listened to on Audible. Fantastic book and that much more respect for Jay Z for multiple multiple reasons. I haven't listened to the one on Pac, but I think it's called Holly. If you hear me though, yeah 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 yeah. Back in the day, Asa Asa. Oh yeah, everybody is ready. A bad thing? No, we. I'm getting prepared. I, I just tried to go hard because I I know that what's. Did you have something written out? No, I just I turned on my recorder. Oh, I was about to say. Mm, I'm listening to my video. I'm about Shit. to take. Start from the beginning. 
1988. <laughs> <laughs> my first favorite book is, it's probably not my favorite, like you said, but this is one of the first books that I was um inf- influenced to read. This guy named Raphael Johnson was fresh out of jail, and we was at um, Kobo. And he was, you know, just, you know, freshly initiated into the uh, Nation of Islam. And, you know, you know, reformed and like, man, this is one of the books I read every single day for so many days or whatever it's called. As a man thinketh. I went back home. I listened to him. I copped the book. I read it. And I was like, yeah, boy, no, he, he, he talking about. Mm-hmm. So I read the thing 20, 21 days in a row. And um, this has been a substantial part of my life. And I recommend it to a lot of youth, you know, and adults. Shoot, this is a super small book. You could read the book in like an hour. You say and, you read that book 21 days in a row. Yeah. That's powerful. I was probably like 21. I might have been 20. Great. What a great habit. Boom. Yeah. But this is um by James Allen, and they have a version for women nowadays where it's just, they just switch the gender, you know, he to she, his to hers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Dorothy, I forget her last name, but she wrote a book for the ladies if you all want to get you a copy of that one. Or you could go to YouTube and listen to the book for free. You know, it might take like an hour then too. But an hour and thirty four minutes. I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> Boss moves. Facts. As a man thinketh is excellent for reminding you of how powerful every single thought you think is. Mm-hmm. So that's my first one. Mm. My second one. My bad. My second one is the one y'all probably tired of: the zodiac and the cell sorts of salvation. The sorts of salvation, excuse me, but it's speaking about cell sorts in the book by um George Washington Carey, who's actually the producer of the content in here. But one of his protégés, um, Inez Eudoria Perry, she actually put this bad boy together. But um, this is excellent for getting a better understanding of how we are connected to the universe. Dave asked earlier, like, do you know how to do that? I don't know how to do that with the steps. Mm-hmm. But back then... We were so connected because we understood our connection with the cosmos. Mm-hmm. And this is one day we can start to tap in via nutrition. Mm-hmm. Different cell salts resonate with different um, portions of the sky. We call zodiac signs and constellations or clusters of stars, a.k.a. energy, you know. But down here, we see it in the form of plants, just like photosynthesis. It's not spooky. Anybody remembers in class photosynthesis, plants grab the sunlight, change it, convert it into usable energy, pigments, we call chlorophyll, the blood of the plant, etc. Same thing with all the other, you know, herbs and things on the planet. These are byproducts of stellar forces, mm-hmm. cosmic energy. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this is a way we can get back in tune and reorganize our body. It also is real heavy on etymology, booze, mm-hmm. like you brought up. It gives you an etymology of the, the, and the reasoning why we call all the mumps, what we call them, mm-hmm. the, the symbols and everything and the archetypes. And it's, um, excellent for organizing your psychology. Um, you know, for anybody, any age, that's, that's a heavy hitter for sure. I anybody got, interested in health, I highly recommend you grab that. I got the PDF version of that. You need. <laughs> Another book bro. to help you read that book, bro. But it's but it's tight though. I done yeah, read it like phenomenal. ten times it's for phenomenal. sure. It's, yeah, this and gave away like ten copies. I gotta re-highlight this one, you know. But anyways, not to the big dogs. I'm gonna say these. I'm gonna say this one for last. So this one right here. Whenever I gotta save a goddamn book for last, you know that motherfucker special. Listen. He Anyways, has, he has a book in his collection that costs over three hundred dollars, bro. We it's right there. This that's a, what I'm man, it's a couple of books like that. But that's you spend your money on yeah. was mm-hmm. essential. You know, now I could be buying shoes and this and houses and blah blah blah. Back then, 
trying to get these educational mm-hmm. brain cells popping off. But this book is called Dog Star Hip Hop, The Kabbalistic and Metaphysics of Imagination by A. Rashid. This is one of my favorite teachers, authors, embodiers of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So people who are familiar with like a Phil Valentine or Dr. Delbert Blair, this is their offspring mm-hmm. right here. This is their their this is where their um energy and their wisdom is concentrated right here, you know, in an urban like manner. Um and like it's very, very um palatable for people like you. The average person, I don't know, he he's real cosmic and metaphysical in here, but for people who are open to that, it's nothing but brain food in here. Mm-hmm. Talking about you and um your history magnetism and just analogous like a real urban uh way to give somebody a thorough understanding of themselves mm-hmm. and it's different volumes too this is just volume one mm-hmm. but um he gets real heavy into the hebrew and language so we can understand things real you know quick. in a more detailed manner you want to read can i show you like a paragraph or something and i was gonna ask about the title dog star refers to which series serious and then serious b specifically which is the dogon tribe well, boom right and then uh when we get the word digital digitize uh, right digitaria yeah so, so dog star hip-hop what's the hip-hop piece just like the combine combining the the two cultures the 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 mentality the you see what i'm saying like i'm trying to i'm trying to follow the uh even the title because that's interesting within itself yeah he he's a real real uh abstract guy but the hip-hop part um, he touches on some people here and there, but it's way more like just about you and your mind and the universe and your okay. relationship between the two and understanding it via etymology, history and uh, Kemet, Egypt, hieroglyphs, all that kind of stuff. But I could just give you a, a, a reading of like a paragraph or something to highlight it. Um, I'm going to just oh, pick a number. I'm going to go to that page. 48. The circle is the best way to use the Aleph Bet. That's the that's the alphabet in Hebrew. Or that's where we get the word alphabet from, Aleph Bet, the first two letters in Hebrew. When we separate it in its parts, we encounter its Celestine importance. And that means it is described to manifest the world in a way that draws a series of meaningful symbols and correspondences. The letters of Aleph Bet in the Red House are formed in the circular representation of the universe. The chamza or hand placed on our circle letters points to four letters, which equal 496. Vau, kaf, ayin, 496 has two numbers. So Kabbalistic um, numerology and mm-hmm. giving you an understanding of the, the energy behind different words. He's real heavy into that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that small portion right there, if you were to read on, you will see that the Hebrew language, the even the alphabet, if you just go in a circle, it literally shows you how. You are birthed out of the cosmos as a being or whatever, and how you make your way back. Mm. You know, I left the the uh, we say the ox or like that that bull headed like coming out like uh, Aries energy, right? Like mm. a ram, you coming out super hard that fire energy like a spark, and then Beth is like a house, right, or a place you reside, like um, bed or born. Notice that all those B words that had that type of like birthing type of motherly type of vibe to them, mm-hmm. followed by Gamel, which is the traveler, the word D or Dalif, door, and so on and so on. It's like a if you just say the words and put the energy and the understanding behind each word, you can mm-hmm. go in a circle, mm-hmm. you know, just like the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. But a beautiful text. Um, and he definitely goes in depth to give you a very thorough understanding of that. I'm not doing it no justice trying to summarize it in 30 seconds. 
But um, this bad boy right here, this is what uh, Akil was talking about. I King by Dr. Minister Inky. I King Part 2. And as you see, I got this bad boy tapped up. Going in. If you could just see the cover of this book. Yeah, this Good is. Lord. Yeah. Inky is another he, super deep thinking. Yeah, he's a master mason too. Notice that square and compass with the donut or the magnetic field with the compass inside. And then the right, you see the right angles on the. Yeah. Be nasty with it. And then the tenth, the this this particular picture right here. If you can't see it, this is the Sacred original. Geometry. No, this is the original zodiac calendar from the Temple of Dendera, and uh, Kemeter, Egypt. But um, yeah, he has that on the front. But this is a book about biochemistry and just understanding yourself and you know on a detailed level. And then last but not least, this is the book I was telling y'all about the other day. It's called The Ultimate Nature of Mind. The Secret Teachings of the Infinite Mind from the Ancient Egyptian Shabaka Stone for the Highest Wisdom and Self-Mastery over the Forces of Nature. I thought this book was super dope when I picked it up because I was um, extremely fascinated by the mind of this guy called, um, his name is Ken Willer. And he is like the best to me personally for communicating and giving people an understanding of the way the universe works, dielectric fields, the magnetic fields, understanding like this is just a byproduct. What we see is only a byproduct of so many other um, behind the scene forces. But this book right here, I open this mug up and I'm like, damn, that's cool what he talking about. But back in the 25th dynasty, King Shabaka, where the term Shabaka mm-hmm. stone gets his name from, mm-hmm. he recorded all that high science on the goddamn stone, mm-hmm. right? This is the first time, at least according to, you know, what we can find right now, this is the first time where you got evidence of them, of somebody showing the mental functions and capacity and powers of the subconscious mind, unconsciousness, etc., and how to use it to master yourself. Basically showing that the uncon- the real self is antecedent to all of this, the mind and the body. Like, we be thinking we this and that. You look at her purse, look at her, you know how we real shallow and commercial mm-hmm. with the external things, but it's only the the image and the illusion mm-hmm. like a uh, like a shadow cast or whatever of the real deal. Like IG. Scenes. Like <laughs> boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um this is highly recommended for any studious folks who wanna understand how the mind works, how to tweak it, and how to organize it and make it submissive to you. Gang, gang. Yeah. One of my favorite books thus far, for sure. So which one of these books do I get to borrow? My guy, the $369 boy? Hey, huh? I highly doubt that, buddy. But, I, um, he probably uh, let people see that book with like a pair of gloves with it. Hey, <laughs> Every time you read this, you have to wear these gloves. I got to give you a paragraph out of here. All right, pick a page, 1 through 30. 21. 21. Triple seven. Savage. No, 21. Uh-oh. Oof. And anytime I write in purple, that means it's extremely significant because I use that chakra color coordination <laughs> on the highlight. Super nerd. People who meditate deeply may experience a subtle level of consciousness where the developments of thought are inarticulated. In this level, it is deepened when the practi- practitioner can reach a point when he or she can experience the noon as one's own body. Once the practitioner starts to come out of the meditation, a thought may arise in the mind. That single thought is as if a wave that arises out of the ocean, the ocean or the sea of unformed consciousness. Thus, your thoughts are spiritual energy congealed 
informed by conceptions. The amen aspect, like at the end of a prayer, actually, this is amun, my bad. But, you know, that's that's connected to when people be like, amen at the end of a prayer. Mm-hmm. Take it back to Egypt. Take it back to Kemet. Bring it back. Amen, Ra. But the amun aspect then begins activated. That is the precognitive witness to the uh, permutations of the mind. Thus, any thought that arises in the mind is a conceptual forming of the noon, a.k.a. you just taking that cosmic clay and just arranging it. That's it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's just that, you know, essentially it's still the ocean mm-hmm. or the nothingness, the undifferentiated state. But um, the, the, thus, any thought that arises in the mind is a conceptual forming of the noon. In other words, a turning of the noon into a thought image or mental projection. And this is how Patah creates because he conceptualizes the universe into being by projecting his will into the ocean of unidentified, unobjectified consciousness. Thus, he forms a portion of the noon into the universe. And this is what you do in every day of your life. You are conceptualizing your ocean like yourself into the infinite experiences. And this is why they are causing you to suffer, have pleasure or confusion because... You come to believe that you are your mental uh, permutations, your concepts. They have intrinsic existence, while in reality, they are nothing more than the imagination. Thus, they are an illusion. Illusion denotes a mirage-like appearance, which is a momentary phenomenon. Thus, a change will occur in which the phenomenon or the mental thought form will change from or dissolve in the ocean back into the ocean of noon. When the mind tries to halt the change or somewhat affect it uh, through its attachments, its likes and its dislikes, it leads to anxiety and frustration. A.K.A. when we get caught up on that imaginary illusion thing, that's what we be tripping about. But essentially, we are, you know, unformed, undifferentiated nothingness, if you will. That paragraph was ridiculous. Yeah. Part of my fumbles. I'm a little chilly over there. That go with your first book. Yeah, man yeah. They all tied into it. That's what I be liking about the truth. Because when authors be leaving out that their opinion, you could put two and two together. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's how the body work. That's how the mind work. Boom, and then you put it together. Now you working with something. Meditation has came up like every other day for me over the past two weeks. Like the, the idea trying to tell you something. It is, and I, I'm listening. I'm, I'm open minded. I'm, I'm I'm opening my mind to whatever is coming to me as far as uh, meditating. That's a lot of mind. It is a lot. Of, I, I, was, I was trying to think of a couple of big ways. ass Omega oh, kid. God, oh, God. damn. <laughs> All right, All right we, we got we to wrap it up. Yeah, we do. Because we got to go. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Let's wrap up the 40, 21st. I don't know where I got 40. 20, 21st. You need to meditate, boy. 21. Uh, 21, 21, 21. 21st episode of High Vibe, guys, coming to a close, and we will have the 22nd coming up with a special guest very shortly. All right? Peace. Peace. Peace.